بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم ديني أما بعد So we continue بإذن الله تعالى with uh, the explanation of uh, the aqeedah of these two imams Abi Hatim al-Razi and Abi Zura aqeedah al-Raziyain rahimahumullah ta'ala as transmitted by their son and their nephew Ibn Abi Hatim rahimahumullah alayhi qala wa'adhabu al-qabri haqqun they said that the punishment of the grave is true. It is the truth. This topic, no doubt, is a topic which further emphasizes the importance of studying al-aqidah and studying the correct creed. These two Imams, they said, that the punishment of the grave is real and true. This is the aqeed of Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah, that it is obligatory to have Iman and belief in the occurrence of the punishment of the grave. And as is all affairs related to the deen of Al Islam, from the aqidah, your creed, ibadat, worship, mu'amalat, interactions with others. Its mustanad, its source is the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So this affair here of the adab al-qabr is established in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And the consensus of the immatu ahl al-hadith, ahl al-sunnah consensus of the people of the Sunnah. So point number one is that this is an Aqeedah, this is a creed that all have to believe in. We all have to have Iman, certainty as it relates to its occurrence. Point number two and that is the proof of this from the Book of Allah, from the Quran. And that is in Surah Al-Ghafir where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Al-Naru yu'raduna alayha ghuduwan wa ashiyya wa yawma taqumu sa'a adkhilu ala fir'awna ashadd al-adab Where he said subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Ghafir verse number 46 Where he said subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hellfire will be exposed to them The hellfire will be exposed to them in the mornings and the evenings, and in all times. وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ أَدْخِلُ آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ أَشَدَّ الْعَذَابِ And when the hour has indeed been established, the 
people of Fir'aun, Fir'aun and his people will have and enter a more severe punishment. So in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions two stages of punishment. The first is that nar and hellfire they'll be exposed to and then they'll receive ashad al-adhab, another punishment. The ulama say that that the hellfire that they will be exposed to, this is in the, uh, the, the grave. This is in the baruzakh. This is in the grave. And Allah says, Ashad al adab, a more severe punishment, this is the hellfire. So in this verse, is establishing the punishment of the grave. And an example used for Ali Fir'aun, the people of Fir'aun, Fir'aun and his people. Fir'aun and his people. And likewise, another proof in the Quran is in Surah Al Tur, verse 45 to 47, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yaqul, yusakun. And leave them and let them meet the day in which they will faint with horror. Leave them, yani the disbelievers, and let them meet Let them meet that day in which they will faint with horror. The day in which their plots will not avail them, and they will not have aid. And those who are oppressive, those who are the people of oppression, they will have adhab and dunadhalik. They will have another punishment other than that. But the majority of the people don't know. And the ulama of the sunnah and the sahaba radiyallahu anhum, they explained that the statement of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, وَإِنَّ لِلَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا عَذَابًا دُونَ ذَلِكَ As for those who are oppressed, they have a punishment other than that. دُونَ ذَلِكَ Other than that, a.e. عذاب القبر the, uh, the other punishment i.e. the punishment of the grave and this is narrated from Ali bin Abi Talib Sahabi in Jalil radiyallahu an and likewise Al-Bara ibn Azib and ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhum so Ali, Al-Bara ibn Azib and Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhum ajma'in has been narrated that they explain this verse to be regarding Adab al-Qabr. And as we know from the statements of the Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum, for those who are acquainted with uh, the ilm al-Hadith, that when it comes to the affairs of the unseen, or affairs of Aqidah and so forth, and the Sahaba, they quote, this indeed means that it's marfu mulhaq, that they must have heard it from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Ali ibn Abbas 
And also Al-Bara, they must have heard it from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam radiyallahu anhum ajma'in. Ayna, that this verse in Surah Al-Tur, وَإِنَّ لِلَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا عَذَابًا دُونَ ذَلِكَ As for those who are oppressed, they have a different punishment. This is the Adab Al-Qabr. This is the punishment of the grave. And this is found in the tafsir of Al-Baghawi. Rahimahullahu ta'ala. Point number three. And that is that the proof of the punishment of the grave is established in the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from these narrations that is mutawatir, widespread narrations. is the narration of Anis, Anis ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu. And in the Biyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal Lawla alla tadafanu Lada'awtu allaha azza wa jal An yusmi'akum min adhab al-qabr Lawla alla tadafanu Where he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam If it wasn't that you buried each other yani you, The person dies and you buried them If it, this wasn't a fact that you buried each other I would have called and asked Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and yusmi'akum min adhab al-qabr that he would allow you to hear the punishment of the grave and this is indeed from the mercy of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala that we do not hear in this dunya the punishment of the grave and the ulama have explained that this is so the people will not be in despair because of the torment that is heard that can be heard from the punishment of the grave. So he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that if it wasn't for the fact that we buried, you buried your loved ones, so there would be no despair. If this wasn't the case, he would have asked Allah ta'ala for us to hear, the people to hear the punishment of the grave. And this hadith, barakallahu feekum, is in Sahih Muslim. Is in Sahih Muslim. And in another hadith, the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma, قال مر النبي صلى الله مر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بقبرين فقال إنهما لا يعذبان وما يعذبان في كبير أما أحدهما فكان لا يستتر من البول وأما الآخر فكان يمشي بالنميمة إلى آخر الحديث. And that is that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Alaihi Wasallam he went past he went past two graves as is narrated by Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah. He went past two graves and he said regarding these two graves that they are being punished, meaning Ashab the Sahib al Qabrain, Sahibay al Qabrain. That these people in the graves, these two individuals have been punished. And they have not been punished for something that is difficult to avoid. They have not been punished because of something that is difficult to avoid. كما يقول بعد الأئمة أما أحدهما As for one of them, the first of them كان لا يستطر من البول As for the first of them 
he did not cover himself and protect himself from urine being soiled all over him. And as Sheikh Saleh al-Fawzan mentioned, that if, this, if, this, if the soil occurred, he didn't clean it. He just went to pray. She just went to pray even though they were soiled with urine after relieving themselves. They didn't protect themselves from urine, meaning that they didn't protect themselves from urine, or if urine did splatter on them, they didn't clean themselves. This is the first one. As for the second, as for the second individual, who's been punished because they used to carry tails. They fell into namima. They used to carry tails. And we will be dealing with this hadith, inshallah, in today's fiqh lesson. But this is a hadith here which is a proof. And the shahid is, إِنَّهُمَا لَيُعَذِّبَانِ وَيُعَذَّبَانِ وَمَا يُعَذَّبَانِ فِي كَبِيرٍ And that verily indeed, لَا يُعَذَّبَانِ Indeed. And this tawkeed, <coughs> emphasis the Messenger وسلم, mentions in this hadith. That verily they are being punished, yani in their graves. So if this is a proof and evidence of the punishment of the grave. And another proof from the hadith of the Messenger وسلم, the hadith of Abla ibn Abbas, as, uh, uh, incidentally, is in the Sahihain, is in Bukhari and Muslim. And we have another hadith which is uh, the long hadith of Al-Bara ibn Azim <coughs> radiyallahu anhu qala and in this hadith the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said a'udhu billahi min adhab al-qabr when the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said I seek refuge in Allah from the punishment of the grave I seek refuge in Allah from the punishment of the grave. So this is a clear evidence that the Messenger وسلم, has confirmed the occurrence of the punishment of the grave and he sought refuge from the punishment of the grave. وسلم, guiding the Ummah to follow suit and seek refuge in Allah Taala from the punishment of the grave. And this is also Mentioned, as you know, Barakallahu Fikum, that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at the time of the Tashahud, at the end, he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam instructed the Ummah that they should say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min a'adhab al-qabri wa min a'adhab al-nar wa min fitnat al-mahya wal-mamat. In this hadith which is in Sahih Bukhari where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said on the authority of Abu Huerta radiyallahu an Allahumma O Allah verily I seek refuge in you from the punishment of the grave and I seek refuge in you from the punishment of the fire 
and I seek refuge in you from the trials of life and in living and the trials of death. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, إِنَّكُمْ تُفْتَنُونَ فِي قُبُورِكُمْ مِثْلَ أَوْ قَرِيبٌ مِنْ فِتْنَةِ الدَّجَّالِ Where the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that verily, you all will be having, will go through a trial in your grave, you need a question of the grave, which will be a fitna, a trial, that will be similar or close to the fitna and the trial of the Dajjal. So this affair, Barakallahu Fikum, of the Adab al-Qabr, and the affair of the punishment of the grave, is indeed established in the Book of Allah, and the Sunnah of the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the next point that we're going to mention is point number four, and that is that it's a consensus amongst the people of the Sunnah, the people upon the straight path, as we will find in the, the Sunnah of Ibn Abi Asim, and likewise Ibn Abdibbar rahimullah ta'ala mentions it in Al-Tamheed. And that is that the methodology, the consensus of the ulama of the Sunnah is establishing and belief in the punishment of the grave. And those who rejected this from Ahlul Bid'ah are the likes of the Jahmiyyah. Are the likes of the Jahmiyyah. <clears throat> These extreme negators. And no doubt from that which has been has preceded from proofs and evidences, it's clear that these people are not Atheriyin. They're not people who stick to the texts. They're people who allow and make their intellect take precedence over all things as it relates to al-istidlal, proofs and evidences. We have a hadith, narrations, it's mutawatir. Various and types of narrations from various sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in. And likewise, we have ayat in the Quran, which has been explained by the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, who were there when the Quran was being revealed. And took knowledge from the Messenger, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we are blessed by Allah ta'ala that we have this knowledge, narrations from the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, transmitted to us through, through Authentic chains. But the Jahmiyyah, they negated the punishment of the grave. And that's point number four. Point number five, and that is no doubt the Imam Abi Hatim and Imam Abi Zura, <coughs> they mentioned the punishment of the grave, but they did not mention the Naim and the blessings of the grave. Shaykhana Ubaidah Jabiri Hafidhullah Ta'ala He says لَعَلَّ الشَّيْخَيْنِ تَرَكَ ذِكْرَ نَعِيمَ الْقَبْرِ لِأَنَّ النَّعِيمَ فِي الْقَبْرِ هُوَ مَطْلَبْ كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ فَمَا مِنْ مُسْلِمٍ وَلَا مُسْلِمَةٍ إِلَّا وَيُحِبُّ أَنْ يُنَعَمْ 
He said that the two Imams mentioned the punishment of the grave here in this Aqidah Turaziyyain, but they didn't mention the blessings and the pleasures of the grave. And that is that the pleasures of the grave is indeed that which every Muslim, male and female, they seek. There isn't any Muslim or any male Muslim or, or, or female Muslim except that they seek and yearn for the blessings and the raha and tranquility of the grave. But as for the, as for the punishment of the grave, as he said, the Jahmiyyah, they rejected it and that's why they mentioned this. But then the Shaykh, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he mentioned that even in the Na'im of the Qabr, the likes of the Mu'tazila and the Jahmiyyah, they did actually, Barakallahu Fikum, negate this. They negated both. But he mentioned that perhaps the two Imams, they mentioned Adab al-Qabr instead of the Na'im because as for the Na'im, this is generally what all the Muslims seek and they know. But the Adab al-Qabr, the punishment of the grave, is the one that they fear. So there are those who reject it. But the Sheikh said, in addition to that, in fact, the Jahmiyyah and the Mu'tazila, they also rejected the, uh, the, 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 the blessings or the raha and the comfort in the graves. So we're going to mention now proofs regarding this situation. That in the grave there is Naim al-Qabr wal adab al-Qabr. There is blessings and there is raha for a group of people in the graves and there are punishments for others in the grave. And again this is established with evidences. And from them is part of that long hadith, number one, is that long hadith of Al-Bara ibn Azib radiyallahu anhu, this narration that is well known. حَيْثُ قَالَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمْ فِي الْمُؤْمِنِ When the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said regarding the believer, فَيَأْتِيهِ مَلَكَانِ فَيُجْلِسَانِهِ فَيَقُولَانِ لَهُ مَنْ رَبُّكُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّيَ اللَّهُ فَيُقُولَانِ لَهُ مَا دِينُكَ فَيَقُولُ دِينِ الْإِسْلَامِ فَيُقُولَانِ لَهُ مَا هَذَا الرَّجُلُ الَّذِي بُعِثَ فِيكُمْ فَيَقُولُ هُوَ الرَّسُولُ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ قَالَ فَيُنَادِ مُنَادٍ فِي السَّمَاءِ أَنْ صَدَقَ عَبْدِي And that is that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam he said and two angels will come to them or come to the believer, the believing person, the believing man, the believing woman. And two angels will sit them down and make them sit down. And they'll say to them, Who is your Lord? And he will say, My Lord is Allah. And they'll say to him, What is your religion? And he'll say, My religion is Al-Islam. And they'll say to him, Who is this man that's been sent to you? And they will say, he is Rasulullah, the messenger of Allah. They will answer these three questions. ثُمَّ قَالْ And then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, فَيُنَادِ مُنَادٍ فِي السَّمَاءِ And then a caller will call from the heavens that my servant has spoken the truth. فَأَفْرِشُوهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ وَأَلْبِسُوهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it will be said to these individuals 
spread a bed for him in, from paradise. Spread a bed from him, for him from paradise. وَأَلْبِسُوهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ Clothe him from paradise. Clothe him from paradise. وَفْتَحُ لَهُ بَابًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ And open for him a door in paradise. قَالَ فَيَأْتِيهِ مِنْ رُوحِهَا And when the door is opened, then the air of Jannah, the air from Jannah, will come to him. وَتِيبِهَا and the, the goodness and the pureness of Jannah will come to them from the air. وَيُفْصَحُ لَهُ فِي قَبْرِهِ مَدَّ بَصْرِهِ And then his grave will be spread and spacious as far as the eye can see. As far as the eye can see will be the spacious nature of the grave of that believing person, that person of Tawheed. As for the kafir, so that is an example of the blessings of the grave. The raha and the tranquility that would occur for the person who believes in Allah and that which Allah Taala has revealed and sent. But as for the munafiq, the hypocrite or the disbeliever فَقَالَ فِيهِ it's been said regarding that individual, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, فَيَقُولَانِ لَهُ مَنْ رَبُّكَ فَيَقُولُ هَا 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 لَا أَدْرِي فَيُقَلَانِ لَهُ مَا دِينُكُنْ مَا دِينُكَ فَيَقُولُ هَا هَا لَا أَدْرِي فَيَقُولَانِ مَا هَذَا الرَّجُلُ الَّذِي بُعِثَ فِيكُمْ فَيَقُولُ هَا هَا لَا أَدْرِي فَيُنَادِ مُنَادٍ مِنَ السَّمَاءَ كَذَب and that is that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said regarding the disbeliever and the hypocrite it, that the angels will say to him who is your lord and they will be stuttering they will be stuttering ah 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 la adri i don't know will Allah protect us all and then it will be said to them or to him madinuk what is your religion and they will be saying, ha, 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 I don't know. And it will be said to him, who is that man that was sent to you? And they will be saying, ha, ha, ha I don't know. And then the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, فَيُنَادِي مُنَادٍ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ أَنْ كَذَبِ Then a caller will call from the heavens saying, he lied. He lied. Then the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, فَفْرِشُوا لَهُ مِنَ النَّارِ He will be said to him, give him a bedding from the hellfire. Give him beddings from the hellfire. وَفْتَحُ لَهُ بَابًا إِلَى النَّارِ And open for him gates from the, a gate from the hellfire. And when the gate from the hellfire, hellfire is opened, فَيَأْتِيهِ and that which will come to him in that grave is from the heat, immense heat from the hellfire. And that hot wind, that stinging hot wind. Then 
Then the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in that grave of the kafir, the disbeliever and the munafiq, that their grave will be restricted. That the grave will be restricted until his ribs will be pressed together. It will be that restricted that their ribs will be pressed together. And this barakallahu fikum is an example of the punishment of the grave. So in this hadith of, of uh, Al-Bara ibn Azib radiallahu an, it shows the proof of the punishment of the grave for the kafir disbeliever and the uh, and the hypocrite and also shows the blessings and the raha and tranquility of the grave as it is for the believers, those who believe in Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and obey him and obey the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and stay away from his muharramat and stay away from the shirk and disobedience of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala may Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala make us from these people who will have this raha and this tranquility and ease in the hellfire and the two imams after that they mentioned they said wa munkarun wa nakirun haqqun wa munkarun wa nakirun haqqun and that is part of this also is that we have to have iman that the two angels munkar and nakir that belief in them is the truth belief in their existence is indeed the truth and this is from the aqidah of Ahl sunnati wal jama'ah that we believe in this and we affirm this as this is proof in the hadith of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam of their occurrence and their names barakallahu fikum Munkar and Nakir is established in the hadith of Tirmidhi rahimahullah ta'ala which is found in Tirmidhi the hadith of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this hadith is Hassan that their name is Munkar and Nakir and the ulama have mentioned that they called Munkar and Nakir because the meaning of Munkar and Nakir in essence is something that is not known meaning that their presence and how they look is not known to the person in the grave. It's new to them. So it's munkar and nakir. It's something that is nakira. It's something that they have not known. It's not ma'rifah. It's not known. So they're called uh, munkar and nakir. And these beloved angels have been tr trusted, entrusted with the questioning and the affair in the hellfire, uh, in the grave. And this is established by Fikum in uh, the hadith uh, as we mentioned previously and other narrations and from them is the hadith which in Sahih, in Sahih Bukhari and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal idha mata al-abdu wa adghala fi qabrihi atahu malakani fayujlisanihi wa yasalanihi man rabbuk wa man deenuk wa man nabiyuk in another narration in Sahih Bukhari that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that when an individual dies and they've been put in their graves, two angels, they come to them and they ask them, who's your Lord? What is your religion? And 
who is your prophet. As for the believer, فَيُثَبِّتُهُ اللَّهُ فَيَقُولُوا اللَّهُ رَبِّي وَالْإِسْلَامُ دِينِي وَمُحَمَّدٌ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ نَبِيِّ The person, the believer, the believing person will remain firm. Allah will make them firm in their questioning. May Allah Taala make us firm in the questioning of the grave. These two angels, Munkar and Nakir, they will ask them these questions. And Allah will make the believing person be firm and they will say, Allah is my Lord, Islam is my religion, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is my prophet. And this, barakallahu feekum, tathbeet min Allah, this keep making the servant, the believer be firm, is because they came with this firmness in their dunya. When they were alive, they were firm upon these three affairs. They were firm upon tawheed. They were firm upon the legislation of Islam and implementing the commandments and, the and staying away from the prohibitions and practicing the deen of Islam sincerely for Allah Taala. And in the dunya, they followed the Prophet wasallam. They followed his sunnah and believed in him and loved him wasallam. So therefore, the reward for the one that is firm in the dunya as it relates to these three questions and these topics, the reward for them is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yuthabbituhum. Allah makes them firm in the questioning. Yuthabbitullahu alladheena amanu. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Allah will make firm those who have iman. Bilqawli thabit fil hayati dunya wa fil akhirah. That they will be firm with a firm speech in this dunya, the life of this world, and in the akhirah, and in the hereafter, وَيُضِلُّ اللَّهُ الظَّالِمِينَ وَيَفْعَلُ اللَّهُ مَا يَشَاءُ And he said subhanahu ta'ala, and he would, due to their disbelief, punish the oppressive ones, and Allah does that which he wills. So he subhanahu ta'ala, يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا he said that he would make firm those who have Iman, showing the fruits of Tawheed. And we know that Iman has different levels. And we know that belief has different levels. Bid'u'u shu'ba. As it mentioned in the hadith of Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu, they have seven odd branches. And the highest level of Iman is the statement of La ilaha illallah and implementing La ilaha illallah wa adnaha imatatul adha anit tariq and the lowest level of iman is removing harmful objects from the pathway wal haya'u shu'batun min al iman and shyness is indeed a branch a part of iman and belief so a'laha qawlu la ilaha illallah the highest level of Iman is la ilaha illallah. So this shows us the fruits of Tawheed. Allah will make firm those who have Iman. So from the reward of implementing the Iman is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them istiqamah and firmness for those who implement Tawheed. Allah ta'ala will give them istiqamah, will give them firmness and steadfastness in this dunya with a qawl that is thabit, 
with a statement that is strong, with evidence and proofs, with strength in speech, with certainty, conviction, in this dunya, and in the hereafter, a.e. in the grave. Hereafter meaning after death, in the grave. That قول thabit, ما ربك وما دينك وما نبيك الله ربي والإسلام ديني ومحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نبيه They'll answer these questions because they implemented Barakallahu fikum the prerequisites and those things that necessitates the answer to these questions Aynam So the angels Munkar wa Nakir these malakaini karimaini muakilaini bi su'al al-mawta fi al-hayati al-barzakhiyah they have been given the duty from Allah Taala these two angels to question the dead in their graves and this is part of the aqid of Ahl sunnah the aqid of Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah that we believe in this and when they question the kafir in another narration on top of that which we studied a few minutes ago is that the kafir when they ask the questions those three questions they say ha ha la adri sami'tu nas yaquluna shay'an faqultuhu they said ha ha they will not have any type of conviction or recognition of the answers to those questions in the graves because they didn't implement tawheed they didn't implement the obedience and following the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam they didn't implement the deen of al-islam so they will say la adri I don't know. I heard the people say it or say something similar to it. So I said it. And this type of uh, indirect supplication that it will be said to him You didn't understand and you didn't follow those that understood. Meaning you didn't want to know. You didn't understand and you didn't Follow those that understood. And this is the state of the disbeliever when they will be questioned by Munkarun and Nakir. Now, after this, inshallah ta'ala, we'll focus in the last part of this lesson on the reasons that one gets the punishment in the grave. Asbabu Adab al Qabr Wanaim would deal with the reasons that one is punished in the grave. And this is mentioned by Ibn Qayyim Rahimullahu Ta'ala. And he mentions two parts of this. The first part is Asbab al Mujmala Al Asbab al Mujmala, which are the general reasons that one gets punished in the grave. And he says, Rahimullah Ta'ala, Amma al-asbab al-lati yu'adhabu biha ashab al-qubur, fahiyya ala sabil al-ijmal, fa'innahum yu'adhibani ala jahlihim billah wa ida'atihim li'amrihi, barutikabihim li'ma'asihi, fala yu'adhibu allahu ruhan arafathu wa habbathu wa mtala'at amrahu wa jtanabat nahyahu ولا بدنا كانت فيه أبدا فإن عذاب القبر وعذاب الآخرة أثر غضب الله وسقطه على عبده فمن أغضب الله 
وأسخطه في هذه الدار يعني الدنيا ثم لم يتوب ومات على ذلك فإن له من عذاب البرزخ بقدر غضب الله وسخطه عليه فمستقل ومستكثر ومصدق ومكذب إلى آخر كلامه رحمه الله And that is that he said that regarding the general reasons that one gets punished in the grave is that they are punished because of their ignorance of Allah <coughs> not having knowledge regarding Allah ta'ala, knowledge of his tawheed, knowledge of his names and his attributes recognition of Allah ta'ala. that's the first thing that he mentions and then he said and likewise the second he mentions general reasons uh, is uh, they're being negligent as it relates to the commands of Allah ta'ala. The commands of Allah, those things that Allah has commanded, they're negligent regarding those affairs. And then number three, he mentions that they fall into sins and disobedience of Allah ta'ala, falling into the muharramat, those affairs that Allah has deemed impermissible. And he says that a soul is not punished that knows Allah. A soul that, is not, that knows Allah would not be punished, meaning the soul that knows Allah and studies the Tawheed and, and knows Tawheed and implements it, will not be punished and loves Allah. And due to their knowledge of Allah Ta'ala's names and his attributes, they have love of Allah Ta'ala. And they, due to their love of Allah, that they obey Allah and fulfill his commandments, subhanahu ta'ala. وَمْتَثَلَتْ أَمْرَهُ and they fulfill the commandments and obedience of Allah Taala, and they stay away from the prohibitions. They stay away from the prohibitions. And then he mentioned the frightening statement, Ibn Qayyim rahimullah, where he said that verily the punishment of the grave and the punishment in the hereafter are results from the anger of Allah from the anger of Allah on his servant, on his slave. So whoever angers Allah, whoever angers Allah ta'ala in this world, in this dunya, and they don't repent, and they don't repent to Allah ta'ala, and they die upon this, then for them is the punishment in the grave and the hereafter, depending on how much they angered Allah, on how much they angered Allah ta'ala. Some will be a minimal amount, and some will be a large, maximum, huge amount. And some, barakallahu feekum, will deny, and some will accept. May Allah ta'ala protect us from these means and these reasons that one, barakallahu feekum, um, it's afflicted with the punishment of the grave. That's the general. As for the specific, there are many narrations uh, of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam regarding and showing the means and reasons for one to be punished in the grave. Now we need to know this so we can avoid these things and these uh, areas and these affairs, so we can protect ourselves from being punished in the grave after the tawfiq from Allah Taala. So I'm going to mention about nine or ten. Uh, detailed ways 
or reasons why punishment of the grave occurs to the servant of Allah. The first one is no doubt that which we studied again in, 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 the, in the lesson today, and that is a namam, the person who carries uh, tails. The person who carries tails. And that's number one. And number two is the person who does not protect themselves from soiling themselves after relieving themselves. They don't protect themselves from soiling themselves from with urine and they don't wipe themselves from urine and they're not careful as it relates to their tahara purification and then they pray in that state. And that's number one and number two. That is a story that the tail carrier and the gossip, the tail carrier and the person who does not, who is negligent and, and uh, uh, heedless as it relates to the urine that that may be on their clothing and themselves. And that is based on the hadith that we mentioned on Abdullah ibn Abbas in Sahil Muslim and Bukhari. I'll just mention the source. In Sahil Muslim and Bukhari in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas regarding the two individuals that the Messenger وسلم, says that really they are being punished. These two are being punished and the Messenger mentioned the story uh, tale carrier the gossip and the person who does not and is negligent in uh, uh, protecting themselves regarding uh, soiling themselves with urine. The second is in the Sunan of Abi Dawood. I'm going to mention the source. It's the Sunan of Abi Dawood, which is authenticated by Al-Imam uh, Al-Albani, rahimullah, and that is the backbiter. And that is the backbiter. And the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said regarding this individual uh, who are being punished in a grave, he asked Jibreel, Man ya Jibreel, who are these individuals, O Jibreel? And they said, nas wa fi a'radihim. He said, these people that have been punished yani in the grave, and Jibreel, he asked Jibreel, who are they? And Jibreel said that they are those who are eating the flesh of the people, meaning backbiting them, and they are yaqa'una fi a'radihim, and they are oppressing the people's honor oppressing the people's honor and uh, this is uh, number three uh, from the reasons why punishment of the grave occurs as for number four <clears throat> and that is the one that boycotts the quran the one that boycotts the quran is number four and that is from the the, the, the reasons why the punishment of the grave occurs the one that boycotts the quran again in a, in a long hadith in sahil bukhari regarding the dream of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and um, the, the, the last few um, uh, reasons are mentioned in this hadith that we're going to deal with today inshallah so that is the one Yahjurul Al-Quran and that he or she boycotts the Quran and that's in Sahih Al-Bukhari and likewise Yanaman or Yanam Anish Salat Al-Maktuba and that they sleep intentionally past the legislated and the prescribed prayers they oversleep intentionally regarding the prescribed prayers and it's mentioned in the word in the alayhi, and the messenger وسلم, mentioned that the first one and that is a person who has the Quran then they reject it so that includes the person who boycotts the Quran in, as in reading it and also the one who boycotts the Quran in implementing it and they sleep, oversleep, uh, as it relates to the prescribed prayers. And that is number three, uh, four, and number five. That is number four and number five. 
Number six is the kathab, the liar, the perpetual liar. The perpetual liar and that is lying perpetually is from the means of the punishment of the grave. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said regarding this individual and then being punished, he said, فَيَكْثِبُوا الْكَذْبَةَ تَبْلُغُ الْآفَاقِ And he said that the person is a liar, he lies with a lie that uh, spreads to the face of the earth. Meaning he's a perpetual liar, that the person is a perpetual liar. And this hadith again in Sahil Bukhari. And that's number six, perpetual liar. And number seven is the one that is uh, the fornicating man and the fornicating woman. Uh, again, in the same hadith in the dream of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in this long hadith, which is in Sahil Bukhari, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned them, فَإِنَّهُمْ zunatu zawani. And these two naked, the naked man and the naked woman that were shown in this, uh, in this dream are indeed uh, fornicating and fell into fornication and uh, 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 that which is uh, uh, indirectly um, uh, mentioned here is that they are fornicators and this is from the reasons why they were punished in the grave in that long hadith in Sahih Bukhari. Uh, I believe the number of the hadith is number 40. Uh, four seven. So if you want to go back to that, bi ta'ala, is uh, the hadith number, no, 747. 747 in Sahil Bukhari, in the dream of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's a long hadith mentioning uh, various individuals that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw and due to them, uh, their punishment in the grave was due to the uh, affairs that we've mentioned there for number seven and that is that they were fornicators, man and woman. And number eight is Akl Riba, is the one that eats riba, that, that, that consumes riba and usury. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, فَإِنَّهُ أَكِلُ riba, That individual that has been punished, that indeed he is somebody who eats and fends off riba, fends off and consumes, بَارَكَلَوْ فِيكُمْ usury interest. And uh, number nine, number nine is an individual the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions, and this is in the hadith in the Musnad of uh, Al Imam Ahmed, is in the hadith, is a hadith in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed, which has been authenticated uh, by uh, Al Imam Al Albani, Rahimullah Ta'ala. And that is uh, the qissa of the Laylatul Isra, uh, the Layla Usrabi, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the night journey, where the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in that uh, regarding uh, an individual that's being punished, Kanu Ya'maruna an Nasa bil Bir, Wayansona and Fusahum, Wahum Yatlun al Kitab, Afala Yaqilun. He said, regarding the Khutaba, a person giving a sermon from the people of the dunya and then being punished uh, in the grave. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that they were a people who used to command the people with righteousness and forget themselves, meaning they themselves were not upon righteousness. kitab, And they're reciting the books and they have awareness of that which is in the Quran and the legislation from obedience and righteousness and they are not implementing it themselves. 
And Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Afala yaqilun, do they not have any sense? And that's number nine. And number ten, which is mentioned uh, from the affairs that are the reasons for the punishment of the grave, is the individual that drags their thobe out of arrogance uh, and it drags on the floor. They'll be punished uh, in the in the hellfire due to this uh, arrogant display of dragging one's thobe, which is why the Messenger وسلم, mentioned in a, another hadith, that which is below the ankles is in the hellfire. So the person who drags their thobe, the man who drags their thobe, or their, 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 their lower clothing, lower garment, below uh, their ankles and is dragging, and this indeed is from the means of uh, uh, no doubt punishment in the fire. And likewise, Barakallahu Fikum, Salamakumullah, Yana, is indeed from the punishment of the grave. And this is in, again in Sahil Bukhari. And that's number 10. And number 11 is the one who their family wails for them at their death. And this is something that we need to pay attention regarding. And that is that individual who has a loved one that has died, and then they wail, and they wail, huh? and then they wail, or they, they rip or, or rip their hair, or harm themselves due to the sadness of the departed relative. That wailing, uh, the Messenger وسلم, he said in the hadith, which is in Bukhari and Muslim, Al-Mayyitu yu'adhabu fi qabrihi bima niha alayhi that the individual in the grave would be affected and punished due to that wailing. Due to that wailing, the person in the grave, the dead, will be punished. So therefore, this is from the ways that, that, that um, uh, the punishment of the grave uh, can occur. So it's upon us to be sub have sabr and patience and follow the legislation and the guidance of the Messenger وسلم, as it relates to how we should behave uh, at the point of a relative being deceased or departing those are some of the ways I say those are some of the ways and reasons why punishment occurs in a grave and we need to reflect in that regard so we can protect ourselves from falling into these affairs and uh, Ibn Qayyim he mentions then uh, suitably after that in general I'm going to mention this one in general the ways to achieve the blessings in the grave the way to achieve the blessings in the grave. And Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, تَجَنَّبَ تِلْكَ الْأَسْبَابَ الَّتِي تَقْتَدِي عَذَابِ الْقَبَرِ وَمِأَنْفَعِهَا أَنْ يَجْلِسَ الرَّجُلُ عِنْدَمَا يُرِيدُ النَّوْمِ لِلَّهِ سَاعَةً يُحَاسِبُ نَفْسَهُ فِيهَا عَلَى مَا خَسِرَهُ وَرَبِحَهُ فِي يَوْمِهِ ثُمَّ يُجَدِّدُ لَهُ and he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, that in order to protect oneself from these uh, means and reasons of uh, punishment in the grave, the most beneficial of them is that an individual, he sits before he sleeps for a moment, taking himself to account. Hasibu. And Fusakum, as the, the, the Messenger uh, uh, Barakallahu Fikum Umri Khattab mentioned. 
mean, and fire This is the most beneficial way that the individual, he sits for a moment and takes himself to account, thinking of that which he has done from sins or has been at loss regarding that day and that which they have done. And they will renew their repentance and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the individual, they, before they sleep, they reflect upon that which they have done that day and repent to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala uh, regarding the sins and the er errors and the mistakes that they have made and disobedience that they have fell into between them and their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then they sleep upon this tawbah. So they're sleeping upon repentance. They're sleeping upon repentance. And during that time before they sleep, they have this uh, this niyyah and this conviction that they will try not to repeat and go back to those sins. So therefore, the individual does this every night, Ibn Qayyim says. Every night. So if they die in the night, they die upon Tawheed. If they die in the night, they die upon Tawheed. And if they wake up due to that intention before they slept, that when they wake up, they will try and be obedient to Allah. If they wake up, they wake up upon that intention of doing good. That intention of being doing good. There is no no nothing more beneficial to the servant than this repentance. And especially if when they do this reflection and repentance to Allah, they remember Allah, they make dhikr of Allah ta'ala, recite ayat al kursi. They recite and they do those things or state in the nom. They make those dhikr and those remembrance that have been legislated from the Messenger that they say before they sleep. Doing wudu, making the athkar, making the supplications. Hatta Subhanallah. He be doing this. He's doing this up until sleep overwhelms him. So constantly remembering Allah. Doing the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah until he falls asleep. And Ibn Qayyim he said that whoever Allah wants good for will give them guidance to do this act. And this shows you, Barakallahu Fikum, a general outlook by Ibn Qayyim as to how one can protect themselves from the punishment of the grave and to achieve the blessings and the ni'mah and na'imah and uh, the blessings of the grave. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he um, gives us the tawfiq that we are protected from the punishment of the grave and that he makes our grave spacious and in this dunya he gives us the qawl al-thabit. He makes us have that firm speech upon tawheed and iman in him subhanahu wa ta'ala and that which he revealed. And in the hereafter, he gives us that qawl al-thabit, that statement that is firm when we all will be questioned, man rabbuk, who is your lord, ma dinuk, what is your religion, wa man nabiyuk, and who is your prophet, bu'itha ilaykum, that's been sent to you, that we say, Muhammadun. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabiyuna 
Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen. So we ask Allah for that and we seek forgiveness for him for Mullah Hafawat and our shortcomings. Hadha wallahu a'lam. And this we, continue, uh, we conclude. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Hayakumullah. Barakallahu alaykum, sir.